Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to the Alt Left. This is episode 39. We are coming in uh, hot, and we are so quick on the draw, we actually lost Matt along the way. It's just going to be myself and the good Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. Uh, yeah, Matt uh, Matt just couldn't hold on. No, we, we tried to get him in like the Golden Retriever from Independence Day, but he didn't make the cut, and uh, the aliens got him. So <laughs> in his place, uh, we've actually brought in a special guest. Today, we're going to be talking about sex workers, why they're real human beings, why they deserve your goddamn respect, and why their voices need to be fucking heard, especially if you've been watching the news lately. Um, you've heard about OnlyFans going back and forth on whether or not they decide that sex workers are humans. So... That's a hot topic. I think it deserves to be explored. And so we actually decided that uh, we wouldn't try to mansplain that to everyone. We'd actually get someone who's in the industry here. So I'd like to welcome Cass to everybody here. Cass? Hello, I'm Casper. Casper or Cass, either one works. Hi, I'm a sex worker. (laughs) Awesome. And uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, we super appreciate you giving up some time. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. So how long have you been in the industry, as it were? Well, I'm going to say because I'm 21 now and I started probably a couple months after I turned 18. So I've probably been doing this since 2018, probably late fall 2018. So about two years. Mm-hmm. About two oh, so years you're, solid. you're pre-COVID. Yes. Yes, I am pre-COVID. <laughs> oh, Before you're the a hipster. Pandemic. You beat it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I beat the... I beat the the trend. The trend. There you go. That's what. That's the word I was trying to think of. I beat the trend. And I'm. I'm curious, Cass. Uh, how far into the industry are you? Uh, you know, what what type of outlets do you put yourself on? Well, right now I am on OnlyFans. With everything crazy going on, I still am on OnlyFans, um, and I have been for about a year. I started on Pornhub actually, which is probably the world's like biggest porn website so Mm -hmm. i started on pornhub um and then made my way to OnlyFans when i started hearing good things about it and i'm also on many vids at this point i have an instagram but i haven't posted anything to it because i'm a little bit sketched out about getting like shadow banned or something but i plan on posting at Mm -hmm. some point but as for now my main two are kind of many vids and OnlyFans. i also use reddit a lot okay cool uh, yeah, Reddit's been a hell of a resource for everything. Um, I have literally found you and our government truck. Like, all of this came from Reddit. Like, I spotted you on there. It's it's everyone in the world in every industry from sex work to government work to child care to sanitation. Like, every – you can find the niche of anything on Reddit, and it's it's fantastic. So do you get – is, is, is Reddit become a really good resource for you? Reddit is probably my best resource, honestly. That's why I don't really bother with Twitter because I feel like Twitter is really saturated. It's really hard to make it in the in the industry trying to make yourself big on Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. even, really. So I started doing it on Reddit um, out of a friend's recommendation because she had mentioned selling panties on Reddit or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to do that. So I made my Reddit account. And as of now, I think I have almost like 6,000 followers in just the past year off of Reddit. I love all of the subreddits and all of the niches that you can post to. I think that's one of the main things that makes Reddit such a good resource, especially for sex workers, is you can find a subreddit for every single little thing. If your body is big, you can find big body reddits. If your body is small, you can find small body reddits. If your tits are huge, you can find big tit reddits. If your ass is huge, you know what I mean? There's a reddit for everything. Yeah, somebody is looking for whatever you've got going on. 
Exactly. And I, I think that's really awesome. Also, half the battle is knowing where to post for sex workers is sure. I know a lot of people struggle on Reddit because they don't understand how subreddits work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really have to kind of find your niche and embrace what makes you unique to find like your niche subs that are going to actually like your content. Yeah, and Reddit's one of the places where it's still kind of the Wild West. Like, it's not, you know, like you were talking about Twitter. Like, I totally get it. We're on Twitter, too. And to get any kind of traction is difficult because, again, everyone's on Twitter. And it's not like you can hop onto Twitter and be like, I want to talk about Jewish muffins. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you, but you can't do that. But we're on Reddit. Drowned out. Yeah, but on Reddit, yeah. you can be like, I would like to talk about episode 74 of the Smurfs. And poof, there's a subreddit for it, you know? And so I think that probably has got to help out a lot, I would assume. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's kind of like Twitter in the fact that it is saturated in certain aspects. Like, if you're just going to r slash, like, ass or r slash boobs or something, you know, those are the big <laughs> subreddits with, like, millions or, like, hundreds of thousands of people. And your content may be drowned out by the other creators. So I feel like the sweet spot is kind of finding uh, subreddits that aren't necessarily the biggest, but the ones that have the most Mm -hmm. potential for growth or the ones that have like the most. The least commercial. Yeah, the least commercial, I guess. I'm trying to think of a way to sell it, say it without being like buyers to sellers. But I mean, like more people looking for you or more people looking at your content kind of thing. Yeah, there's more potential for connection between. Uh, the people who are looking for and what you're providing. Yes, because, I mean, if you go on to, like, r slash ass, you can get, like, 100 posts in, like, an hour or something. And nobody's going to find your post if it's buried in 100 other posts. Now, is there a lot of, um, not necessarily competition, but uh, Reddit uh, censors, that kind of stuff. Uh, Does Reddit have that problem, uh, as we're seeing with a lot of those other uh, platforms? Actually, Reddit is actually pretty good about it. Um, I know that Reddit allows a lot of stuff, like a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, I Especially because they don't really have like a pay to view kind of method, mm-hmm. um, much like OnlyFans or other subscription services, Patreon, etc. Um, they don't really have to filter out as much of the NSFW content. So mm-hmm. as far as finding subreddits supposed to, I believe that the only thing is that you have to mark it as NSFW and that's it. So it's it's pretty good. That's all. It's just marking it as NSFW. So that then when yeah. somebody comes to your Reddit profile, it'll say, this is NSFW. Are you 18? Click yes to agree. And then, you know, if you're over 18, click yes to agree. And then everyone's yeah. ass so is covered. They're giving away the liability to the to the user saying, you know, you've yeah. been warned. Well, much like Pornhub and other porn platforms, you know, you yeah. get the pop-up that's like, are you 18? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, Reddit's been really good, though. It's been probably one of my biggest helps in gaining traction. And I think that before I started using Reddit, I could barely get past, like, 20 subscribers on OnlyFans. And now I'm almost, like, 100. So it's really good. And, of course, it's a constant. um, Some subscribers leave, and then other ones fill in the spots. So... It's give and take, but Reddit's been one yeah. of like my biggest saving graces as far as advertising. So is OnlyFans one of your, I mean, is that your largest uh, revenue stream at this point? Yes, it definitely is. Um, like I said, I have probably, I think right now around 90 subscribers on OnlyFans mm-hmm. at, I believe, $5 a month, which is the lowest subscription price that you can charge on OnlyFans. Um, yeah. So that's pretty good. And it does cover, uh, I have secondary income, so I'm not as pressed about it as other performers might be. But I also 
But I mean, that's a car payment, man. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. A hundred percent. That's groceries for the entire month. Yeah, that's gas and utilities. Like that's whatever. But like that's yeah. th- that's nothing to sneeze at. Like that's yeah, that is, and especially that it's monthly. It's solid. It's steady. That's got to be a, a fucking life raft, you know? Yes, I I probably use my uh, income from OnlyFans every single month on my half of the rent. So my secondary income is basically my mm-hmm. grocery money, my spending money, etc. But OnlyFans pretty much covers my half of my rent and my bills. God, uh, Kay and I live in Southern California, and I'm just. I'm weeping at the idea of rent at that price. <laughs> How big is your apartment? <laughs> um, ew, I actually live in a three-bedroom oh, house. Well, oh my F God. you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have any other roommates except for my boyfriend and my puppy. So Because my condo, two-bedroom, two-bath condo, my mortgage is way more than that. And my one-bedroom apartment has higher rent than your mortgage. Yes. Yes, well, yes, it does. But it's also brand new. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I also probably live in like a... I, I live in Florida. I don't mind saying that. But I live in Florida. So I think it's a lot mm. different in California than it is in Florida. Everything is more expensive in California. Oh, hey, oh, everything's yeah. a little different in Florida. <laughs> Down here in the boondocks. <laughs> All right, awesome. And it, so I have a, a question I've always wondered is, I know OnlyFans makes their money by basically taking a cut. What kind of cut do they take? So let's say you have, it's let's say you've got an even, okay, let's, let's say you've got an even hundred, right? An even hundred? How much of every dollar do they take? They're yeah. taking a fifth of that shit. If I make a hundred dollars, wow. they're taking 20 of it. I thought it was going to be like 10%. No, dude. It sucks. That's a big chunk. So they're making a whole lot of money, and they were just going to shoot themselves in the foot by uh, eliminating all of that revenue. And what's really funny is uh, it blows me away that anyone thought – like, it's like there was a board meeting. Okay, and someone was like, "Okay, so Mastercard is is not liking the fact that uh, we show the doubles melons, and uh, they're we're going to switch to them and get this cheaper card rate, and it's going to make us a bunch of money. And but all we have to do is kick off all the sex workers." And no one was like, "Uh, sir, um, that's all of our money." Like that. Ne- how did that conversation never fucking happen? Because that was what tanked Tumblr. I'm gonna say right now that I heard allegedly. Air quotes are big. Big air quotes, (laughs) allegedly, because I've just been hearing a lot of different things about this whole OnlyFans situation. And I was one of the first to be like, there's no fucking way that they're going to completely ban sex workers because they make way too much fucking money off of us to be, you know, eliminating that kind of content. So, um, but allegedly, MasterCard came out and said that they never said anything about disallowing NSFW content. So I think that was also one of the main points that was like people were very confused about is that MasterCard never said anything about disallowing NSFW content in the first place. So they never had an issue with their payout provider, which if you were um, a seller on OnlyFans, they sent out an email, like a mass email to everyone uh, talking about the policy changes and actually saying how it was their payment processor, which is the reason why they had to make the policy changes. But like I said, allegedly, MasterCard never said anything about that. I actually heard um, a little bit on Reddit about how the issue may have been underage buyers trying to buy from sellers. And that's why they were trying to disallow the NSFW content because they were having some legal issues, I guess. But I don't know how true that statement is. I just know that I heard that 
somewhere that MasterCard never said anything about disallowing NSFW content. That that sounds much more likely to me that they were having a problem with underage people, uh, you know, with credit cards or debit cards. Yeah, because, I mean, Pornhub went through a big problem because they had a whole bunch of child porn. Yes, and they did. And MasterCard was, has no yeah. problem processing payments for them. I'm actually not sure what payment processor Pornhub uses, but I remember that that was one of the main reasons why I stopped using Pornhub because once I started using OnlyFans, um, I stopped using Pornhub and especially because I don't know if you guys know this, but Pornhub's uh, ad revenue share payouts and stuff are trash. Absolutely trash. Um, I did probably a bunch, like I did a bunch of videos. I probably have about the same amount of followers on Pornhub as I do on Reddit, um, even being mm-hmm. inactive. I think I still have a couple videos up there um, just so people can find me. But I took down like a large majority of my content when I started learning about how they had child porn and how they were having these issues with uh, underage people on the website. Um, yeah. and I just wasn't down for that. I was like, you know, the chances that an underage person is going to be viewing my content on a free site is a lot larger than it is on a pay site. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, 100%. Again, it's been a big problem for them. You know, they don't have they don't have the same revenue stream or or, mm-hmm. or or influx that they used to at all. And again, this is going back. This is really what surprised me about them because not only is sex workers like their, it's not like it's their number one ad revenue. It's pretty much their only revenue. Like for Pornhub, they're trying to talk about it. Well, it's for celebrities too. And it's like, no one's going to pay fucking $10 a month to find out well, maybe Ryan Reynolds, but like no one, no one cares about Jack Black's muffin recipe. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, it's no one's. I doing care it. about Jack Black. Let's let's take that a step back. I care about Jack Black's muffin recipe. Come on. As as do I. I follow him on TikTok. Dude, Jack very Black is free. very attractive. Jack Black is like the pinnacle of like peak attractiveness. In a human. You're just saying that because Kay and I look like Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wish you had what Jack Black had. I yeah. wish I had a just a. A small portion of the talent. Dude, he's awesome. I love Jack Black. <laughs> That's not the conversation, but I just had to say I love Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, because I always kind of assumed that Pornhub probably had a similar revenue stream to like YouTube, where it's like, you know, you either make all the money or no money. It's kind of like YouTube in the fact that um, I guess for Pornhub itself, like as the company, I believe that all of the revenue really comes from their advertising partners and all those big ass mm-hmm. advertisements that you see on every video saying, you want to mm-hmm. make your dick 19 inches? You better get these pills in your mouth now. Um, Hold I on, I'm going to go they... find my credit card. <laughs> They make uh they make all their money off of I guess advertisements because well they also do a similar thing to OnlyFans like you can make like pay to view videos and they also have I believe like a like a crush not like a crush club that's what ManyBits calls their uh, subscriber service is a crush club but they also have something similar to that where you can do like a subscription service my what I knew of ManyVids was it was a place I thought actually only like your average sex worker I mean like you know big name porn stars sold pay-per-view content on there so it did it does have a subscription service like only fans and fansly and all those do yeah of course uh many is actually one of the the best i think i they also do take like the same payout amount as only fans i believe their payout amount is also 20 percent. like as as far as what they take from me after everything but they're actually one of the most like uh overwhelmingly supportive 
and diversified websites. And I'm surprised that there's not a lot more users that actually use many vids because it is so inclusive. It is so such a nice community. Um, I know recently for September, they were doing 100% payout on Crush Club, I believe. Um, I think to in spite of the OnlyFans situation, they're they're making September like their big like eighty percent payout on this this and this and a hundred percent payout on your Crush yeah. Club and you know basically trying to make OnlyFans look like big pieces of trash because that's basically I mean the general consensus right now is OnlyFans is you know fucking their shit up. Yeah, they they become the Uber of you know of sex working. <laughs> they're they're, they're yes. the big name, but they're assholes. That's not going to say that people won't stop using OnlyFans, though. I know that people are still going to continue using it either way. Well, that's kind of my question. I'm wondering because I I, I was reading about everyone was going to do a mass exodus. And then there was a reversal. Was it today or yesterday? There was that sudden reversal. And so I was curious, are you planning on staying? Are you going to go and tell them to go fuck themselves? Are you going to do a hybrid? What are you what what are you and what are people you've talked to going to do? Now, I haven't talked to a ton of creators about the OnlyFans situation, mostly because I don't have, like, a lot of friends in the community. I kind of just stay in my own lane and, like, do my own Mm -hmm. thing and try not to get in anyone's business. And I feel like a lot of um, workers on on, um, Reddit as well, or, like, Reddit is usually how I find new people. But on Reddit especially, I feel like they're not really into the chit-chat, not into, like, talking to other girls, not into, you know, kind of promoting themselves with other girls, etc., so as far as that, I, I know that a lot of people were worried that they were kind of going to be shit out of luck, just like me. But I was planning on if they did not reverse the change, I um, was going to start Fansly and I was going to keep on with my mini vids. And I even considered um, starting back on Pornhub, even though the shit's not that great. It's still a lot of people and a lot of traffic to bring in with a mm-hmm. the platform that big. And especially since I already kind of built a small following, um, it would be a lot easier for me to grow on, you know, a platform where I already have people than it would be. To just scorch the earth and start over. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's another thing about the OnlyFans thing that I think a lot of uh, workers were really, really stressed by is the fact that if they have a lot of their subscribers or a lot of their income or a lot of people on their OnlyFans, there's no fucking way every single one of them is going to move platforms. Yeah. So no, of course not. No matter how much you plead and ask, you can only drive people to another website so much. And, and I think that's yeah. what was the probably the pl- the plan of their reversal was because that was the only way they were going to pull would make that happen was if they were like because if you can't make money, then of course you're not going to stay. Of course, of course. Well, I was assuming that like the the turnover rate for me, especially with like 90 subscribers is only probably 10 to 20 of them would follow me somewhere else. So that was my main concern because 10 to 20 people is a lot less than 90 people. Yeah, that's that's, that's 10 to 20 percent. That's nothing. That's a huge dip. That's definitely a huge dip. So I'm actually going to be planning on starting up because I haven't really heard a lot about Fansly. I've heard that it's like an OnlyFans copy and that it's just starting out. But it makes me worried that they're going to have a lot of the same issues that OnlyFans is running into. But only time will tell on that. But I'm still planning on trying to start up a Fansly account just so that I have a backup in case OnlyFans decides to like shit itself again. Yeah, it makes sense. Because, I mean, their, their press release was not that they had reverse course. They said we're suspending the decision, which is troubling. Yeah, I, I heard a lot about that because the the wording in the email that they sent me was a lot different than the wording that I was that I was seeing the suspended. 
I say, actually, yeah, would you mind, because I've seen it online, but for anybody who hasn't been privy to it, the, the, the first email was very long. And I know it just said basically like, we are changing our terms of policy and we're going to keep everything pretty clean. And I guess it's going to be some nudity, but that's about it. It's got to be tasteful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And who decides that? They do? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it, it, again, it, it was my issue with Tumblr. I remember when, when they tanked was they were like, boobs are bad. We're still going to let Nazis on here, but boobs yeah. are bad. I was like, what the yeah, fuck right? is wrong with and you then guys? You see on Tumblr now all the porn bots. I think like half my followers now on Tumblr are porn bots. Like on my personal account, I think that yeah. every single new follower that I get is a porn bot. And it's just so ironic and so funny to me that they tried to ban porn on Tumblr. And now all I get when I look at a new follower is porn, like in my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? this is so, so redundant. It, it's almost like puritanical uh, policy is stupid and ineffective. Yeah, right? Weird. <laughs> well, a lot of people were using Tumblr for porn. I think I yeah. was even using Tumblr for porn, like to an extent. It was. It had a huge following for that. That was one of its it main did. traffic sites. And then once they announced that, oh, yeah. the, the website has tanked. It's over, you know, they're gone. I was talking to someone about a year ago about their numbers. And it was like, I mean, they went to like, like 10% of what their traffic oh, was. That's awful. That's so awful. Yeah, they, they were worth they, they were bought for billions. Now they're worth nothing. I'm actually okay with that. That doesn't bother me because I want there to be penalties when companies like Tumblr and again, Tumblr, I think, serves as a good example. Um, the ones who I think deserve the ass whooping is people like OnlyFans. Because at least with Tumblr, you can say, well, no one's lively or very few people's livelihoods were held in in the mix. And my big issue with this one was OnlyFans is literally fucking with people's rent and their food mm -hmm. and their ability to get health care. I mean, this isn't. This isn't a hobby. Like, this is how a lot of people are literally keeping a roof over their head. And for you to come out with this post-shame orgasm decision, whatever the fuck went on there, and hold hostage people's ability to create a livelihood and maintain their survival is there's no excuse for it there's no for and i don't think there should be any forgiving of it and i hope i hope at least there's a major fine the blowback is financial not just online and, oh, they, it's, and this is an example it's definitely going to be financial for them because i know that a lot of creators have already started moving sites and don't plan on going back so a lot of like bigger creators especially i know that they're going to take a huge loss from uh bigger creators who have the ability to move platforms because they will no longer be making the revenue that all of those creators were basically giving them. But to touch on the email uh, that they mm -hmm. had sent out in the original email that they had sent me, it was, they were really boasting and trying to make it kind of like, Oh yeah, we're growing so much and blah, blah, blah. Um, it has and, nothing to do with sex workers. Yeah. They're yeah. like <laughs> due to the rapid size and growth of the OnlyFans platform where creators have earned over $5 billion since inception we must increasingly rely on large banking institutions blah 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 but five billion dollars and i did they took i 20 percent of that they took 20 percent of i think the five billion dollars might be their profit yeah i think I five billion is I what think they made that's total revenue uh well if it's that, that sounds like total revenue to me yeah to me now that not if it was five million then i would say the opposite but, but yeah then, five that's billion, a, that's still that's a, lot a of money. billion dollars that means they've yeah, created they a billion percent that they nothing. took 20% of. They built a platform and they allowed people to use it and good for them. I'm I'm happy that this happened. They can't just arbitrarily decide 
that this thing that they've allowed the entire time that this website has been around, all of a sudden they're going to cut that off and they're going to destroy people's lives. And that's what it really comes down to is they did not consider that the people that are on their website and that are making a living doing this are people. Yeah, the the very people that built them. Yeah, I mentioned that in my email back to them because I did make a reply email to them, even though I knew that they were going to be swamped with like emails on emails on emails. Um, I knew that I was still going to like put in my two cents and let them know. And even in the end of my email, I was like, don't forget the creators who funded that $5 billion. Because I can tell you right now, it was not safe for creators. Safe for creators make the minimal amount of that $5 billion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Safe for work creators are on Etsy. You know, I mean, that, it, it, that's, yeah, the, that's thing the thing is, is like anybody they have else other platforms there. There are there are absolutely other platforms. And, and, and OnlyFans is primarily sex workers. And this I don't know how anybody can take this other than a giant fuck you to sex workers. And, well, a and the last 18 months has shown their business to have a huge amount of growth that's the reason why they decided to do this in the first place but that growth is because there was a ton of people out of work because of a pandemic and then they they were trying to make rent then that this was a way that they could do that yeah for sure and be safe and and feel like they're they're actually contributing something and they are now, now you said you had a side hustle. Um, so is, again, not obviously we're not trying to, to, to dox your information. Is your other income source like a nine to five or is this your primary time constraint and that one's small and part time? No, I work from home. Um, I, do, I do. I um, I actually work in a, like social media. Okay. Doing like a social media marketing. Okay, but it is like a full-time job. No, I just do side hustle and side hustle and side hustle. Oh, okay. And that's how I've been doing it. I actually, not to sound like the millennial millennial of all time (laughs) or anything, all my jobs right now are side hustles. However, I am working on getting a licensing for a specific career path um, in October. So at the beginning of October, um, I'm going to be taking classes to go towards the specific licensing path that I'm taking which will be like a nine to five kind of job. Um, and I'm, I've just I'm been gonna... kind of waiting for the COVID thing to kind of cool down just a little bit more sure. before I get back. Like, cause I've worked retail, I've worked food service. Like yeah. I've done all that stuff before, but when COVID started hitting, I was like, I can't like, like I can't well, and jeopardize. That's what I'm talking about. Like you can't jeopardize your health. You can't jeopardize who you are as a person. You were out of work, I'm assuming. And it's like, well, how can I make money? This is a way that you can do it. And you can do it safely, you know? Well, I think feel yeah. like for a lot of people, a lot of people, OnlyFans was definitely kind of like a last ditch. Like I'm during the pandemic, I don't want to go out and risk my family's health. I don't want to risk, you know, this or that or the other thing. And I think that that was a really big saving grace for a lot of people is the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, being able to help them start their, their journey as sex workers. And I know a lot of people have had, you know, great experiences um starting during the pandemic but as you know i'm pre-pandemic i started before the pandemic of course but a lot of people are not a lot of people did start during the pandemic i know that's a very real uh a real trend that happened um during covid one more thing how many hours a week would you say gets devoted to to sex work 
Um, and that's everything. That's not just like filming and spending, you know, talking and advertising and posting things to Reddit and like all of it combined. How many hours a week would you say you put into this income? That's a great question. Um, I really would like to say like more hours than it actually is because I actually would like to be working on this more than I do. But sometimes it's just the mental like part of it. That's like, I can't do six hours a day of this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, mm-hmm. it's not something that I can like mentally like handle. I can't keep, you know, putting this dildo in my pussy over and over and again for like six hours. You know what I mean? It's just a strain. And I feel like people say the mental strain, but it's also like the physical strain yeah. of, you know, you know, pussy can only do so much. Pussy only has so much power. Um, so, so trust me, I mean, we're dudes. We understand about getting tuckered out at a certain point. Oh yeah. No. Um, I think that I guess run about time that I spend, you know, replying to people on OnlyFans, posting to OnlyFans, uh, advertising on Reddit, creating new content. And especially, I think that this is another thing that a lot of people don't realize takes a lot of time is uploading. I feel like the general public, people who don't upload content online, don't really understand how long it takes for like a 12 minute video to upload. It takes probably like two hours. However, that's holy late. shit. Seriously? Uh, not not through OnlyFans, but I think when I was doing Pornhub, it literally took like five hours per like 12 minute video to upload, and it was fucking that's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, it's a it's a big file, man. Yeah, it's like a our, big uh, file. No, it it absolutely is. Like our podcast here for me to upload it to just like say the google drive so that we can share it takes probably five or six minutes and that's a that's just a a two-hour audio file that's an mp3 yeah Mm -hmm. just think about think about a file that is a hundred times that size or greater because it's video you know it's high quality video you know that that can take significant time like so there there is more investment than just the time in front of a camera. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize, especially people who are consuming the content. I don't think they really think of the fact that, you know, the performer in the video also has to take the time to edit it, one, if they do edit it, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of my videos on OnlyFans are unedited. I was doing edited videos for Pornhub, and I feel like I just wasn't getting enough out of it to edit them. So I got really yeah. good at doing just, like, one-shot, like, straight-through videos. It just become, like... You know, if I fuck up in the middle of it, I restart it, you know, just because it's just it was taking way more time to edit than it was worth. Um, But I think that roundabout probably in a week, I would say I spend maybe 20 to 25 hours, maybe more, depending on how much I'm uploading that week or how much Uh um, how much side work. I I say side work in like quotations because um, it really depends on if people, you know, want to do cam to cam, if people want to do sexting, if people want, you know, this or that. But I would say that thing. absolutely counts. Yeah. I mean, that that's straight up. I, I mean, I, again, I wasn't even talking about just straight in front of the camera work, but like adding in again, like how much time do you have to spend on Reddit, you know, trying to build yeah. your base and, and emailing and texting people and, you know. I've really been kind of slacking off on Reddit. I think that I post on Reddit like once every like week, but I really wish that I was doing it every day just because, um, mm-hmm. because obviously it gains a lot more traffic if you're posting every day. Um, but even that, I feel like I spend like two to three hours on Reddit every single time I'm posting to all my groups. And that's posting to all of my subreddits, which I mean, I could post to like 20 to 30 subreddits, but yeah, I manually go through them. Um, and I manually do the titles, I manually put in the image that fits, and I manually publish it. And then 
a lot of that time is also spent replying to comments, you know, fan mm-hmm. engagement, making sure that, you know, everyone knows that I've seen what they said. And I even had a guy one time was like, I was doing my posts for Reddit one day and then he was like, you did, I, I don't even get a reply because it's just the same like 15 pictures uploaded over and over again. And like, I literally replied to him and I said, I was like in the middle of uploading stuff and I do all my commenting after I upload everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you just waited like 20 minutes, like a patient person, <laughs> you would have gotten the reply that you so desperately wanted. So I don't know. I guess another question is what, I don't want to use the term horror stories, but I mean like what kind of entitled pieces of shit have you had to also, because again, it's not just a time, it's not just uh, an emotion, it's not just a physical commitment and labor and it's not just a time commitment and labor, but like there's an emotional aspect of mm-hmm. dealing with really shitty people. Well, there's an emotional aspect of dealing with shitty people and there's an emotional aspect of dealing with really sweet people. So it's mm-hmm. kind of love hate. I don't get as much hate as I do love. Every so often I get, like, hate comments or, like, things like, uh, you're gross because you don't shave, etc. Which makes me wonder, like, who takes the fucking time out of their day to do that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and it's like... (laughs) Petty, sad people, that's who. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hate to say it, but that's that's what it is, is these people are are deeply uh, sad and and lonely and they just they're looking for something and it's an people outlet who to don't man, have yeah. anything yeah, better and it's, an, and it's an outlet but but those are the same people that are you know complaining and and trolling everyone else on reddit not just you yeah. they're the same people who are in the youtube comments <laughs> yeah. yeah right well That's i've exactly comments right, you know? before and like checked their reddit pages and like check the comments and like some of them will be like nice if that's like what they're into like i was saying specifically this one occasion this guy was literally like oh you're hairy gross ugly or whatever and i was like oh, dear, be a mammal. yeah i was like first of all you can take a hop off my reddit page <laughs> Second of all, I think that if you like fully shaved women, completely like shaved, like almost childlike, there might be a problem with you. And that's not like, that's not me being mean or like, because I understand having a preference for shaved versus hairy. Like, I totally understand that. But when you're making it a point to like complain about the fact that the woman's hairy, I feel like that's more of like an issue with you. You know what I mean? I don't mean? know. I mean, I got to tell you, I let, I let Kay have the beard, but um, in our relationship, I actually have him from neck down. He's completely narrowed. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like humping a seal. It's delightful. So hot. <laughs> that, that dolphin shit that everyone's into these days. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I, I, it's weird how Americans are obsessed with women aren't allowed to be mammals. Yeah. I just don't. I'm like, do you shave your dick? Like, let me see your dick then, if you're, if you're so clean cut, you know what I mean? Do not invite that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't not the question. Those pictures. Yeah, something you think in your head, but you don't reply. <laughs> um, especially in this job, because they will send it to you. Oh, yeah. I feel like the most entitlement, though, comes from uh, men who think that it's okay to send, like, dick pics and dick vids just like out of the blue like without saying anything first without asking i feel like a lot of the entitlement also comes from people who expect it to be free who say oh you want to you want to cam with me you know my dick's so big blah 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 and that's why you should do it with me for free i'm like what what are you you're so do you think that i care that your dick is 12 inches like you, <laughs> you know, know what dick i mean grows on trees right <laughs> like dude i prefer a guy with a dick that's six inches 
like compared to that monster jesus christ but yeah it's people acting like uh like there's a there's a market demand for ween <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like or people that are just so like entitled to your body in this industry that think that just because you post it online it means that they own you in some way or that means that they like have something like held over your head it definitely feels like it's got nice guy energy you know that whole it like is I, entitlement i was nice to you you owe me sex now yeah. yeah, my armchair psychologist, you know, basically thinks that that's got to have to do a lot with the rampant puritanical and misogynistic culture we're in. Rapey, shitty, entitled men are, are is a global issue, but it tends to be a bigger problem in hyper individualistic cultures. And it makes me wonder how much of that is simply that, well, she's posting herself online and she's a sex worker. Therefore, it doesn't count. It, 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 it's not a real thing. And I don't I, I feel entitled to that. And it doesn't matter what they want. Yeah. And, it's, and they don't see it as that's a job. You wouldn't walk into someone's job. You wouldn't walk into a gas station and be like, you're just posting your gas prices for everyone to see. Fill my car. Bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you also wouldn't walk into a gas station with your dick out. <laughs> so you know, absolutely not. I mean, it depends on how cold it is outside, but yeah, you're fair you're, Good point, good point. You're right. I've, I've uh, walked into the gas station with my dick out on a few occasions. Super fair. That's valid. So you live bad. in Florida. I expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. <laughs> in both ways. It's like that song, who was it that has that song? Nelly or something? It's like, I'm, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. So, it's getting hot in Florida. Oh, so. you, you you should go to YouTube. There's a uh, the show Big Mouth, which is terrible and wonderful at the same time. It's a Netflix animated show. I actually show. enjoy it. So do I. There's parts of it that are super I, cringy. I cannot watch oh, it. it. But it's, I don't <laughs> know. Watching Nick Cannon go through puberty is hilarious. I cannot do it. But you need to just look up the video for the Florida song. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do that now because I, I don't know. I missed some episodes of Big Mouth. I remember I was watching it on and off just like as it was releasing. And I think it's funny. I think it's yeah. funny. Uh, but I also like John Mulaney and the I love John who's the other Mulaney. guy. Who's the other guy that does the it's other Nick, voice? It's Nick Cannon and John Mulaney. They do like everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love, I them, love them. I I just can't watch. It it's not for everyone. Bad. It's not for everyone, especially uh, considering the subject matter. Do yourself a favor and go to YouTube and just type in "Big Mouth Florida Song," and it's just. It's just lovely. It's just the best Florida thing that ever happened. It is Florida man in a song. <laughs> Back on to topic. Okay, so that being said, what is what's some of the good besides obviously like being able to I'm assuming here have a whole lot of control over your you know, being master of this domain of having your own control over your revenue stream? What are, what are the good experiences you've had doing this? What what how has this improved your life and made it worthwhile? I have a lot of like lovely experiences. I feel like um, a lot of it is finding like clients that really understand the industry and understand how they don't like own you and understand that, you know, things cost money, especially if it's providing a service, which is a lot of people don't think of it like this, but sex work is a service and the mm -hmm. service you're providing is your body um, in most cases, at least. Um, so I feel like it's just a lot uh, the best experience to me are finding clients that like, you know, stay with you through it all. You know, they ask you about mm -hmm. your day, even if they're not trying to get in your pants, you know, just the nice, like, not to say the nice guys, but like the, the, the decent really, human beings. Yeah. The people who are actually like cool, chill human beings that like you might even have something in common with. 
Um, I know some sex workers don't really like to get like a personal relationship with their clients just because they don't want to make things weird or they have their own relationships. But I've always really embraced, you know, getting to know people, being able to hear someone out. You know, if you if you want to talk to me about something like you're more than welcome to talk to me. I have a couple like regular clients that have been with me since like the beginning, like since 2018 Mm -hmm. and have never like left. And still message me. Um, I think that my my best experience was probably this one client that I had that was super, super nice. Such a sweet guy. Um, and I was talking about, like, streaming or, like, starting doing streaming, which I still, just, still plan to do and I still want to do. I just haven't really had the time to, like, set it up. Um, mm. But he was so, so nice. And he, like, sent me. He had, like, an extra Elgato, like, uh, stream, like, pod or whatever. And he literally, like, shipped it to me. Like, it was the the nicest thing. Like, for nothing. Like, he didn't want content for it. Like, anything. He was just like, you know what? This will help you out. Like, we're in this together as, like, people. You know, here you go. I'm not using it. Take it. That's awesome. That's super Which is awesome. And it's not to say that my best experience is receiving a gift. But that guy overall was just, like, he's. I still talk to him sometimes. It's just, like, the sweetest, like, people. Like, people that care. People that know that you're a human and they care. It restores your uh, faith in humanity a little bit to hear that others, another person can be compassionate, even though the relationship is based around something that, uh, you know, that is not, I don't know how to put it, but, you know, it's, it's sex? It, it, it wasn't, tra- <laughs> yeah, well, no, 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 not, not just around sex, but it's like, you know, I, I, I equate it almost to like YouTube uh, or oh, people yeah. on TikTok that, that fans send them stuff, you know? It's yeah. the same thing is he sees you as a person, not as this object, because you're not an object, you're a person and you have feelings and wants and needs just like everybody else. And that's really awesome to hear. Well, well thank you for thinking that I, the fact that I have wants and needs is awesome to hear, because I guess if I didn't have wants and needs, I wouldn't be <laughs> well, a human person. I, 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 <laughs> I know what you I meant, mean, though. The, I know the what interaction you meant. Is, yeah. is nice to hear that, like, that that interaction also happens. Yeah, of course. And it's really nice to see from like the other side, um, you know, how people view you and to know that like you're being viewed in a way that is positive and not negative mm-hmm. is always a great thing to hear. Um, yeah. Because sometimes you're, you're posting content and you're thinking like, do people think negatively of me? negatively of me you know do people like see me in a light that isn't positive because I'm always so like putting myself out there as like a positive individual and I put as much of myself into my videos as I can as much of myself into my content as I can trying my best on every single new post and I feel like every single new post I get like a little bit better which is the Mm -hmm. great thing about it is you know the more you do it the more you learn the more you know how to do all the things that like come with the job the more you know how to like build interpersonal relationships with people without it being like weird because Mm -hmm. I've had a couple situations where like I've tried to not that I've tried to build a personal relationship but like people have come to me and like wanted to like be my friend or something and then all of a sudden they're like so do you want to meet and I'm like, well, like, oh. that wasn't really the point of like, you know, you coming to me and saying, you know, you want to like be cool with each other. So it's really a give and take. I also have a really awesome client um, in California that has yeah. become one of my probably one of my favorite clients um, to work with because it's not all about sex. And we actually talk probably um, 
on Snapchat like a couple times a week, just like about just normal stuff. And you know, he'll cool. he'll video chat with me or he'll order like a video or some pictures every here and there. It just has become like one of those relationships where like it's nice to talk to each other. It's nice to say like you're my friend, I'm your friend and like how's your day? And what did you do today? Yeah. And like what's new in California? Cuz I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's almost like making friends with your bartender, like you know, it yeah. starts out as a as a transaction thing and then you become friends and it's like yeah sure you still might buy a beer sometime but clearly this person gives a shit about you as a human being and, and not simply a transaction that's a mm-hmm. great analogy for it because i feel like i've struggled to find kind of the words to describe that kind of you know engagement but yeah that's exactly what it's like it's like literally being friends with a bartender and then you know they buy a beer every now and again but you'd mostly just like shoot the shit you chat you know yeah, that's actually really cool. So I'm super glad that this has been an overall positive thing for you. That's that's awesome. I guess my 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 thought is for me as someone who is not in your shoes at all. I see that the dynamic in the in the in their culture is changing. We we seem to be finally finally moving towards a more pro sex worker culture. Do you see that too? And how do you like what's if you were to put on your scene to the future crystal ball, what do you think um, how we're moving and where we're going to and how that's going to turn out? Because we also have the Mike Pence's in the world as well. So, oh, of course. But you think the Mike Pence's out there aren't watching porn? Of course you know what they I are. Mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying. Um, so as far as like the future of sex work, of course, I feel like over time, especially like recently, online sex work has become the trend. Online sex work has become the big like up and coming kind of thing um, that everyone's really getting into. Uh, I don't know where that puts like physical sex workers because to be, I'm not a physical sex worker. I'm not escort. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a meetup kind of girl, but I feel like their business has been decent. I feel like I've seen like pretty good, like in my subreddits and stuff um, of sex workers, they've been doing pretty, pretty decently. But as far as the future of sex work, you know, who's to say, uh, it's kind of a toss up because on one point you have OnlyFans trying to fuck shit up and that could, you know, single handedly bring down a lot of the online sex worker industry. But on the other hand, you do have like new sites and, you know, uh, established sites gaining popularity. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot more people are more willing to pay for content that is better um, or more, more willing to pay for custom content. I feel like that's kind of where we're headed as far as sex work goes, because I feel like a lot of people are chasing this kind of personal relationship. People are trying to look for something that's going to make them feel special, something that's just for them. Mm. You know, when I, when I create a custom video for someone, it's like the light is just in their eyes. Like it's, they're so happy to get something that's personalized to them that has their name in it, that has exactly what they want in it. And it's kind of hard. I mean, wouldn't you guys say as porn browsers that sometimes finding what you want specifically can be a challenge? I know that a lot of my friends who are males can scroll like through porn for like 45 minutes looking for the right video. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. That's why there's the trope of, you know, closing 17 shame tabs, you know? Exactly. (laughs) And I'm I'm even guilty of the same thing. Like I can scroll through porn trying to look for something that I like for hours. But I feel like that's also one of the big things uh, that 
that I think is going to gain more popularity in the future is more people being willing and open to buying content that is personalized, buying content that is for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things about it is, is with historically sex work in the, in the porn field, you know, was literally people had to go to theaters and, and jerk off next to Pee Wee Herman, you know, yep. and then, <laughs> No, it's it's absolutely and, and then true. and then VHS came around and the whole fucking game change and all of a sudden people were bringing porn into their homes and that was a novelty and then the internet comes along and holy shit I can order DVDs I can watch things on Pornhub I can blah 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 and all of a sudden the field opens up and I think we had that period where it was all porn all the time and then it again, from 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 the perspective of someone who's not in the industry it almost feels like people are moving to a okay well now just easy access to porn doesn't matter it's everywhere who cares i don't need to just sit and browse fucking youtube like or youtube <laughs> i need to sit and browse Pornhub. <laughs> the devil's youtube um being able to simply access is no longer a novelty accessing porn is easy you can get it on your phone it doesn't matter it's fucking everywhere and it seems like yeah that niche of i can now find Finally, finally, there is this this one eyed pirate lady who I can follow, and and, and that's exactly what I want. That is my niche, and there's got to be a personalized aspect to that, and I think that's really good because it's a healthy way. Because now, I think that again, my perspective is um, as a consumer only, but like, it seems like that's a thing that is now we're transferring the power of generating revenue and view from the media from a handful of male producers to the women who are actually the workers and create it. Um, and that transfer of power, again, that, that seems like that's a really fucking huge thing, you know? It's it's turning more into like a, a relation, like a mutualism relationship, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Because like you were saying, there was like a period for probably a good like eight or nine probably years, I would say from like 2011 to like probably 2018 or 2019 um, that, you know, people were like, just like, I, I can open up my tab on Google and find whatever the fuck I want all day long. But I feel like with the market becoming more and more saturated, um, it also becomes more and more people producing very similar content. Um, and not to say that that's a bad thing, but when you are producing a lot of like similar content to other creators, it can, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you know, it can get buried easily. You know, all these people who are putting all their stuff on free sites and not pay sites, which more power to them if they use the free sites. But as we've mentioned, the free sites are not very generous in, you know, what they giving you for your time. That I feel like, you know, having a platform where people can pay like a little bit every month um, just for that quality content, for that personalized content, for content that makes you unique. Because, you know, on, on Pornhub, if you go on like the Pornhub like front page, it's just all like the same type of body. What are you doing, Step Bro? Yeah, exactly. It's just the <laughs> same like, you know, what, what is it? Brazzers, nubile porn, or nubile I mean, there's films, a, there's, or whatever. There's basically two body types in commercial serial yes. porn, and it's yeah. and it's the plastic Barbie doll or it's the twelve year old. 
Yes, and I think that that's a huge advantage for me specifically, being, like, a chubbier woman with, like, a little bit more unique of, like, body parts. Um, I feel like that has really played a lot into my advantage because I feel like if you just look like all the rest, you're not really making full full use of your potential. You know what I mean? It's great mm-hmm. to diversify, and that's why on on my OnlyFans and on my many vids or, like, wherever I post content, I'm always trying new things. Like, I'm always trying to figure out, like, a new situation that's not so, like, what are you doing, step bro? You know, that kind of thing. Like, especially because I do solo porn, um, sometimes it's a little bit hard to find, like, new ideas. But I still feel like I owe it to people and to people who are paying for my content to work a little bit harder to find these ideas that are a little bit more niche. These ideas that are a little bit more unexplored, you know? I have a video where, like, I have, like, a popsicle and, like, I put it on my titties and stuff. And, like, you know, just that is, like, more unique than half the stuff. Oh, sure. But I get kicked out of Walmart. I see how it is. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because you started licking their property. (laughs) Yeah, come on. At least pay for it first. Fair. Touche. (laughs) Then I blend. (laughs) It's just a lot of similar, similar content that is being poured out onto the free sites right now. And I feel like that's a big thing with OnlyFans is that a lot of people are opening up more to paying for porn because it's more unique, because it's something they haven't seen before, because it's something that's more, you know, valuable. It's specific. It's, it's focused. It's, it's exactly what they want. Well, and paying for porn is not a new concept. No, we're just now finally paying the people who are actually working in it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that is actually true. Because I know before, um, if you, you were doing, like, commercialized porn, they'd put you on a DVD and then give you, like, what, some of the earnings or something? I worked in the industry a long time ago um, for a very short time. I, I worked in the porn industry for, like, a year, um, a long time ago. Uh, it was, you know, obviously in the internet. He was a delivery was, driver. Wasn't yeah. Like he was working <laughs> in porn. So just so you know, like when I say I worked in the industry, the in- it's just like the movie industry. For every person you see on screen, there are 10 million people. Um, and no, I, I, I was not uh, active, uh, nor was I a mop guy. I, I literally worked <laughs> in, in, in inventory and shuttling. But one of the things I did was I worked for a company that sold DVDs online. I don't know if they exist anymore, so I'm not going to drop their name. But they weren't, they weren't that big. But it was a company that was um, – actually, they wouldn't care. I, they, they, Make they them pay for the about. brand deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a company called DVDAdvantage.com. I don't know if they're still there, where the domain goes oh, anymore. Oh, that's, anyway. that's a great link. DVD advantage, yeah, and and what and again, this is this was right after things like this is shortly after like Pornhub and that kind of thing came out, and so we mostly catered like international orders, that kind of thing, uh, older people, and anyway, so we were a porn warehouse, but again, I I'm, I live in L.A. This is where it's all all the commercial porn is filmed out here. Everything is either in L.A. or it's in Vegas. That's where it's all made, um, and literally in the San Fernando Valley where I live. And that's where the warehouse was. That's where all the studios were vivid and hustler and all that are right here. Porn producers love palm trees. And, <laughs> um, and so like, I remember I, I I'll, I'll never forget one of the most telling instances was, it was when I was getting trained and my job was to go to all the studios and pick up our orders, bring them back to the warehouse and then we distribute them. But a lot of the filming went on at the studios too. And I remember the, I went to the hustler studios one time and there's like, you know, two actresses standing outside wearing just robe smoke, you know, chain smoking. <laughs> and we walked up and I was like, hey, what's up, guys? As we went inside and they just gave me this dirty look. And I was like, oh, damn. All right. And literally, <laughs> I remember and 
the guy who trained me, his actual name, I shit you not, not a nickname. They were his initials. His name was DP. It's fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> I'll never forget DP. Anyway, so DP looks at me and he's like, you take it in the ass for $5 and tell me you're having a good fucking day. And I was like, touche. And that's when I kind of started learning, like, there is very little money to be made in commercial porn if you're the actress. Everyone oh, yeah. makes a ton well, of money except for the, the person getting fucked is the one who's getting fucked. Especially if you're a no-name actress. There's only a handful, couple right, handfuls. If you're Riley really, Reed, you're rolling really in dough. Famous, but... Uh, famous oh, porn yeah. stars, you know where the, where they become everyday names everyone else was making nothing and still makes nothing uh if you're doing commercial porn i mean you have to start out doing things like yeah. fluffing and that kind of thing like it's you literally have to earn your way up to even be able to earn money it's really gross the industry yeah. and that's why it's, it's kind of weird how the industry is and it's kind of gross how the industry is mm-hmm. um I, I know you i don't know if you guys are familiar with the situation with mia khalifa um i'm not Oh, she she was a big porn star. Oh, yeah, star. she was a yeah. big porn star, and then she retired. She retired, but she said that, like, from all those videos that she was doing, she only made, like, $10,000 total. Mm-hmm. Like, out of all the views, like, she, she got, like, multi-million. Doesn't surprise me. Multi-million. I think that her videos are still, like, online because they might be either owned by, like, The IP is the or... uh, property of the producers, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no clue what her situation was, but I remember that she, uh, she <laughs> retired because she literally was making so, like, it just was not worth the 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 physical, the emotional, the you know being like recognized in public. But now she's doing great, and I, I commend her for that. But it's almost like being a Laker girl or a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. They're not paid any money. Um, their their revenue comes from being able to say, "I'm a Laker girl. I'm a Dallas Cowgirl." Yeah, and then they can go get jobs in choreography and and appearances, calendars, and and it's bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're literally being paid an exposure, which is the biggest scam ever. And it's oh yeah, the porn industry's just barely a notch above that. We're like, okay, fine, we'll give you a few bucks, but it's like these girls are generating a shit ton of revenue, and they're not seeing mm-hmm. bubkis. And again, this is my prediction: is this seems to be changing, and that's it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a really good thing until a site that's hosting it decides to be like, you know, fuck you. Yeah, but, and again, it, it's just a reminder of where we still have to go because that's the thing at the end of the day. Sex workers are people creating a job. I, I did construction for a summer once. I sold my body. Guess what? I, I do a job that actually requires me to physically do things. I sell my yeah. body every day. Yeah, construction and I do not have too. I do not have 100 people who want to watch me do it. Like You don't know that. Have you tried? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but seriously, uh, like, we could we could start you a page, bro. <laughs> but like, seriously, like, like can, can, I, can I both have jobs that require some kind of physical labor to go in and do every day? And mm. I don't see the difference. The only difference is Mike Pence feels bad in his tum tum about it. You know, like that's yeah. it. That's literally really the only difference. There, there is like Trump difference. can go on and say grab her by the pussy and it's fine. And you know? porn stars himself claim that he's the the moral majority to the right wing, but he has no problem paying a sex worker when he wants one. Yeah, it's just such like a like a back like it's, it's so like it's backwards and it's hypocritical. So backwards, so but backwards. That's, that's why OnlyFans is so good. Is it has regardless of what they're doing now, what they've done now is scummy and it's shitty and it's awful. And I hope they lose a fuck ton of money. and I hope they learn a lesson, but what they did 
for the for the world or at least for our culture is huge because they normalized this and all of a sudden they, sex work they came lent out of it a closet. lot of legitimacy yeah they they normalized it and i believe with the situation coming out i feel like people appreciate it a lot more yeah i don't think you would have had this outcry 10 years ago 20 years yeah. ago the fact that it could be taken from you and people are just so overwhelmingly supportive of the creators and uh, overly upset about the fact that they wouldn't be able to buy their content anymore. I mean, it was buyers and sellers alike were just as upset, you know, yeah. uh, where am I going to find my porn and how am I going to sell my porn? It was yeah, I mean, two sides yeah. of the same coin, but just knowing that that could be taken away and, and seeing the overwhelming support for the creators on a platform gives me hope. Yeah, um, and, and we've again we've never seen that before. Twenty years ago, in the '90s, shows were getting boycotted because they dare showed a single wo- mother, you know, a woman who didn't have a husband. Yeah. And now all of yeah. a sudden, we literally have a cultural backlash against a site that is trashing their sex workers, and that's fucking amazing. Jeff Bezos, gay, like, they got Jeff Bezos kind of hate. Like that's that's nuts. So like the fact that like we got this hate. Um, for OnlyFans and the fact that so many people actually stood up for sex workers in this country, which never happens. No one has ever given a shit it's about sex workers. It's huge. It's really unprecedented. I honestly wasn't um, expecting the outcry to be so loud for the OnlyFans, um, you know, policy change. I wasn't expecting anyone to really care. I just was expecting people to be like, oh, well, oh, well you should have look. You should have expected this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have sold your body. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's been overwhelmingly, like, positive and an overwhelmingly, like, outcry of, like, support for the creators, which is really, really nice to see. How long ago was the Jennifer Lawrence, um, oh the, the, that very first iCloud League? What was it, like, five years ago? Oh, my God. That was way too long ago, man. No, but I mean, like, in, 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 in the, the grand scheme of things, that was, like, five years ago. Yeah. Where we had Jennifer Lawrence who took nude photos of herself to send to her partner privately, right? This is no difference than had she put them in the U.S. mail in an envelope that was sealed and stamped. Like, these were private messages that got hacked in the in Apple's iCloud. And there was, all, there was yeah, there was a lot of people who support her, but there were so many people who were just like, well, if she didn't want them out there, she shouldn't have taken the photo. This, this kind of garbage. The same kind of people who are usually begging their girlfriend for fucking nudes. But, like... They had the audacity to sit there and, and try to shame her and, and make it about like, well, if you oh, didn't want yeah. it out there. And then five years later, we have OnlyFans is trying to take money away from sex workers. Fuck them. And like that, yeah. that jump for me, that that is the hopefulness I take away from. It. I think that's that transition, I think, is huge. That makes me very hopeful. But I will touch on one thing that's just very um, that I feel like I have to touch on as a sex worker because I yeah, feel like dude. maybe some put, people don't put me in know place. about it. Um, no, I don't need to put you in your place, but <laughs> but I, I just want to bring something up is the fact that um, OnlyFans is like a give and take. So the outcry of support with the situation has been amazing. But you also have to think about the percentage of people that take the content off of OnlyFans and re-upload it for free. Mm. Because that is mm. a big issue is uh, LiveLeak, I think that's the website, like LiveLeak or something. Or, you know, there's even Reddit communities dedicated to leaking like OnlyFans reddit allows that i'm surprised um i don't even know if they allow it i just know that i've seen a couple subreddits and been like ew this is gross but a lot of um a lot of reddits will say you know no leaks don't post things off of OnlyFans that aren't yours you know because that's just the respectfulness of it but those those people who do make the job a pain in the ass 
are definitely the people that are uh, are taking the content and reposting it. And I think yeah. that it's a much bigger issue with uh, larger creators who probably um, who probably are already financially gaining enough to for it to, not to matter as much. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse the fact that it's so disrespectful that uh, you know people think that it's okay to just you know. Rip Have you had that off. happen to you? Uh, I've never went looking, to be honest. Okay. Uh, just because I'm not that big of a creator. I know that it happens to Belle Delphine all the time. I know that it, that I see her content especially uh, uh, ripped and reposted a lot. Um, I'm sure. Very often. I'm, I'm sure it happens to other creators. Probably happens to Trisha Paytas all the time. Um, even though she's not a very good... Morally, she isn't a very good person, I don't think. Um that, does, that still doesn't change the fact that it's a gross thing to do because I know that other creators who are wholesome, who are, you know, good people, who are yeah. genuine people are also having their their content, you know, stolen leaked. And it's just, it's just gross. These are individual <laughs> content creators. Okay, so I am a firm believer in that there is no such thing as intellectual property, right? I, I, I believe in pirating DVDs. I oh, believe in too. downloading yeah. books. I'll like all day long. Exactly. I mean, I, I would never torrent because that's the right thing to say. But um, it's a difference when you're. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can edit that out then. If the, no, if, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was making a joke. Um, I, was uh, like, I, I was like, "You torrent is my best friend." <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. Get that magnet link. But um, it's that's a whole the different situation when when you're stealing from a corporation rather than stealing from a a creator. It's just like shoplifting. You know, there's that rhyme, you know, uh, if it's a chain, it's fair game, you know, and you, you leave the mom and pop the fuck alone. But if you want to steal from Walmart, honestly, I don't see any ethical issue with that whatsoever. And it's the no, same dude. kind of thing. You want to you want to download a Spielberg movie? Fuck, guys, richer than God. Have fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't don't rip off your local person who's trying to make their fucking rent because that's a worker just like you. Yeah, exactly. And that's just one of the big parts of it is just like corporations are already making so much money. They're making like billions of dollars. I mean, it's much more ethical, in my opinion, to steal, you know, the 1990s version of Lion King on uTorrent than it is to steal a 12 minute video from a sex worker and repost it. Yeah, because when you steal it from a sex worker and repost it, you're literally denying them food and rent. When you steal it from when you download Lion King... Elton John's not going to get tossed out of his house. Like you're oh, fine, of course not. you know. And that's the difference: is is one of them harms an individual who is a worker, and the other one is not harming a giant conglomerate. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, but yeah, that's I, I think that's a very good point. That yeah, that besides just we need to not create a stigma for sex workers, we need to respect the work that they create and. Again, it's not just about, well, I don't do it. It's not about just not being problematic yourself. It's calling out your peers who are problematic. It's when you see shit like that, report it. That's what you're actually supposed to be reporting. You don't report shit because you you didn't like what it said and it's not your favorite song or whatever. You're supposed to report shit when you see someone who's actually being problematic and, 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 and harming others. So, yeah. That's the thing. Respect the person who is making a livelihood and they're making something for you. Like that's the thing is like this is meant this is this is no different than getting something on Etsy. This is no different than than looking at something on on DeviantArt. Like this is someone has created something that is a service that you are consuming. Pay your fucking sex workers because when you go to Pornhub, 
uh, or X videos or any of this stuff, like, guess what? You're paying in one way or another. You're looking at advertising, you know, your IP is getting tracked. You are generating revenue. Okay. You can generate revenue towards the person who's actually creating the content and needs the revenue and not generate the revenue towards the big guys who don't need it. And it's another thing is like, it's, it's really made it such a good, like OnlyFans in specific, I feel with their like subscription service has made it so easy and so accessible that you can pay for so much content from a creator for like the price of like a Happy Meal at McDonald's. Like, you well, know what I mean? <clears throat> like, it's just yeah. so accessible. And I feel like that's a part of the big success of OnlyFans and subscription services is that like it's not that much money really it, if you have them if you don't have the money then it might be a lot of money but if you're going to like out to eat like go a couple times a week what's an extra you know five dollars to support someone yeah don't don't have your starbucks today <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i don't know about you but i don't have an orgasm when i go to starbucks well some people <laughs> do man that pumpkin spice you're doing coming it wrong out. i'm just saying I'm just saying there's better places to get your pumpkin spice than Starbucks. <laughs> like out of my cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you heard it here first, out of Casper's cock. <laughs> but speaking of Casper's cock, tell us about – I want I want you to plug everything before you go. Tell us about – Tell us where people can find you. Uh, that was a bad way to phrase that. But like um, – <laughs> You know, throw us your Reddit, throw us your Twitter, throw us your OnlyFans. Like every single place a person can go and support you and drive traffic to you and money to you so we can support you. Anyone who's listening to this who actually wants to support a sex worker should definitely go check out her site. Um, throw us some links. Throw us everything. Okay. So for one thing, I'm going to preface. I'm, I don't have a cock. I have a vagina. So if you're into vaginas and boobs, I'm the place to, to go. Uh, if you're into chubby women, if you're into, you know, natural women... But I have OnlyFans. You can find me at OnlyFans.com slash Casper Quartz. Many vids, same thing as just Casper Quartz on many vids. My uh, Instagram is Casper Quartz Official. I don't have anything posted right now, but that You want to spell Casper Quartz just so everyone has it? Uh, C-A-S-P-E-R-Q-U-A-R-T-Z. That's me. Um, and I think that that's the only places I also have Pornhub. If you want to, uh, you know, tr trickle in some sense to me on the ad revenue on Pornhub, <laughs> I do have some videos on there for free. Or if you just want to see, I, I keep videos on my Pornhub specifically for people who, you know, want a trial run, see if they like the way that I look before they purchase anything. And that's completely valid to do. Also on my many vids, I do have a couple free videos on my many vids as well you know, that anyone's welcome to view and, you know, as just a test, like a taste test, I guess, um, make sure that you like what you're saying before you buy. I always encourage that. Reddit as well is Casper Quartz. It's just Casper Quartz, Casper Quartz, Casper Quartz. And the only thing that's different is my Instagram and that's Casper Quartz official instead. Perfect. And, and yeah, so everyone, Casper Quartz is the official sex worker of the LF podcast. <laughs> um, so please go check out her sites. Um, and honestly, if Casper is your cup of tea, go give her your money because she fucking deserves it. And sex workers are people who are workers. And if you don't have a problem with tipping a waiter or a bartender, go tip the fucking OnlyFans. Or at least like upvote me on Reddit. If you got Reddit, come come by and like give me a couple upvotes. Boom. Just increase the karma. Yeah, that's just that's just as good to me. You know what I mean? If you if you don't have the five bucks for the the subscription, but I will say my OnlyFans is like a steal, and I don't want to toot my own horn here, 
But I have like 1,500 pieces of media, like pictures and videos combined, no paywalls, nothing crazy for only $5. Mm-hmm. It's pretty insane. Like I have like a gallery of, of a lot of stuff to choose from. So I'm sure that's that a shit ton of content. If you're interested, I'm sure you're going to find something that you'll like. Awesome. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. We literally could not have done this without you. Uh, we've been wanting to do an episode on this topic. Um, everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed it. I, you know, I do hope you go drive some traffic to Casper. She's incredible. And I thank you for being here with us and going into it with us and giving us the energy of yourself and talking about what you do. I, removing the stigma is huge, and I'm really glad you got to be a part of that with us. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys having me on too. It's hard to run a podcast, and especially when you you've only got you know three guys and a and some mics you know to do it with. It's hard, and I just think that it's important these days for you know small creators to support small creators on all levels. You know, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. even if it's just giving up a little bit of your time just to you know help somebody else out. And absolutely. I hope that I helped you guys out too. I you sure. absolutely did, and yeah. and we appreciate it. Yeah, again, we could not have done this without you. So thank you so much for being here. Of course, anytime. All right. And uh, again, um, Matt is uh, off the map uh, where it says there be dragons here. So he will be with us next week. He's just fine. So no mailbag today. So no mailbag today, everybody. But we will be here next week. Please join us. Casper will not be, unfortunately, unless she pops in once in a while. She's always welcome back anytime. Uh, We may hit you up again if we ever need another female voice on here, which I'm sure we plenty. Um, But until then, we'll see you next Monday. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the revolution is you.